Hey guys, welcome back to the Camps Bay Guy podcast, your go-to podcast for everything property related in Cape Town. In today's episode, I sit down with my mother, Trish Parsons. She's been a top agent at Harcourt's Real Estate, achieving number 12 in the country at a stage. And she's my manager at the moment. She's recruited, built an office from nothing to 14 agents now. And we just get into so many things such as being a woman in the real estate industry and the challenges that real estate agents face, as well as how you can network yourself better in your community and entrench yourself in your community as an agent. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I really enjoyed sitting down with my mother. So hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Cheers. So mom, welcome <laughs> to the Camps Bay Guy podcast. Can't Thank believe you, it. Camps you and Bay me, Guy. you and me on a podcast. For those of you that don't know, this is my mother, Trish Parsons. She's also the manager of the Harcourt's office. Mom, do you want to just give everybody a little bit of a, a background about yourself, who you are, what you do, your background in real estate, how you got into the real estate industry? Let's start there. Sure, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Josh. And yeah, this is quite crazy. I can't believe I'm sitting here at a podcast with the Cam Spare guy who happens to be my gorgeous son. So thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. So I was born and bred in KZN, uh, Durban, and then grew up in the Midlands in a little town called Hilton. Had a lovely upbringing there, went to Johannesburg um, when I was married to your dad, Keith. Um, we built a business in employee benefits, medical aid, finance, etc. in Johannesburg and Bryanston and then moved back to KZN where we sent you and your siblings to the gorgeous Midland schools and continued to run our own business until we got divorced. And I had been pestered for a while by a gentleman by the name of Andrew Lyon who ran Harcourts Hilton. I thought that I, I really did not like real estate agents. Yeah, and I think uh, even myself, when I got into when I got into real estate when I was younger, and you were even working in real estate, I was like, I'm never going to be a real estate exactly, agent. I'm yeah. never going to do that. That was look where we are. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, <laughs> he, he managed to convince me, and it was it was the best thing I ever did. I built a fantastic career for myself in real estate in KZN in the Midlands, and uh, here we are today. Yeah, here we are. Uh, my mom was a very, well, still could be, she's, she's a manager now, but was a very successful agent in Hilton. I think you were number one in your office. You, your best achievement was 12th in the country for Harcourts, which was a big achievement based on the area that you were in. Um, so, yeah, I've learned a lot from her. She trained me as an agent when I was an intern. So very grateful for that. And I think there's a lot of insights that we can take away. So, yeah, maybe we can also go into the differences between the KZN market and the Cape Town market and a little bit of a culture shock you got working in the industry in both areas and maybe also even living in, two, in both of those areas. But maybe start with giving us your first sale that you ever did in real estate and how that came about and maybe how you started, how you were trained. Well, I mean, I was trained and mentored by, I think, an absolute legend in the real estate industry, Andrew Lyon, who was my principal, um, who got me into real estate. Um, just the most phenomenal leader. Uh, he leads from behind, um, very gentle soul, but with so much wisdom. And he really just taught me that real estate is all about people. It's about relationships. It's not very much to do with property. So I get yes. a lot of agents that want to come and work for us that I say, why do you want to come and work for me? And they say, oh, I love property. Um, 
it really doesn't matter whether you love property or not. It's about how you connect with people. And that's Amazing. what he taught me. Um, my first sale was actually quite crazy. I had a car that <laughs> the door on my side wasn't working. I was in the office. I, I was only six weeks into the business and uh, got this call from a lovely gentleman. I still remember him. And he had spotted a house that was actually for sale with Remax. And I don't know why he called me, um, but suddenly I now had to organize access. I don't even know who the Remax agent was, but she didn't even come with me to the viewing. I had wow. to organize access, arrive there, climb over the passenger seat, out of the passenger door. It was so embarrassing because my door wasn't working properly. And sure. go into this house completely blind, <laughs> which one should never, ever do as an agent. I knew absolutely nothing about the property. Um, I just winged it. And um, he was the most wonderful man. He, we just got on really well. And it was, it was about our connection. And he, he fell in love with the house. I didn't have to make him feel it, fall in love with the house. Um, and yeah. I did the sale. It was, yeah, it was scary, but lots of fun. And it, it really was an, a massive adrenaline rush to get that first sale. Um, but then I realized I needed to level up and, and make the career into something professional, and that's what I started to do. Amazing. And he continued to be a client of mine. I then sold that house a few years later and sold him a much bigger, more beautiful home, actually just before I left to come to Cape Town. So, Wow, yeah. that's amazing. And what was the culture shock like? So obviously working in KZN, it's a little bit more of a maybe a laid-back lifestyle, but people still do things properly and professionally yeah, so, uh, um what was the differences between so your your experiences working in kzn and the way you built that business and maybe how you would go about building a business in cape town and when you were an agent in cape town how things were i was almost in quite a different market even though i was you say in a, in a laid back more um i mean hilton is a small village but the market mm. that i found myself in really was centered around my sphere of influence which really was the parents, my peers, your friends, parents at school, a lot of the parents, most of the kids that you were friendly with were from Joburg, because having, be, being at Hilton College, it was yeah. a lot of um, Joburg clients that I got to know and that were looking for second homes so they could come down and spend time with their children at either Hilton my class or St. Anne's. So I really built my career around that market, which was quite a high-end market, um, Joburg people that I, were I was familiar with because I had lived in Joburg for so long. Um, so they were um, f a lot more fast-paced than the, than the normal Hilton yeah. uh, Joburg vibe. is kind of want to just get things done. Yeah. So this is it what was I want, great do it, get it done, here's the money. It was a great yeah. client base to work with, although I did sell a lot of properties to local Hilton um, clients as well but very discerning clients who knew what yes. they wanted. And um, so I don't think it's that different because as I yeah. said, this is a relationship um, game. You, you're building relationships with people yes. and it's their most expensive asset. So they have very high expectations. So just because it was a small town didn't mean that I didn't have to provide a very professional service. And that's really what, what was my advantage is that I, I, I knew how to provide that professional service. I knew how to build those relationships. So, yeah. yes, it was a massive culture shock coming to Cape Town because I became very well known in my market. I worked on a lot of referral business. Um, I had been in the business for 11 years. So by the time I left, I had to do very little cold calling or prospecting. And that was just flipped on its head when I got to Cape Town. Nobody knew who I was. Nobody really cared. Um, but I soon realized that 
I didn't need to find that daunting because there are a lot of agents in Cape Town on the Atlantic seaboard. It's highly competitive. There are some very, very good, very professional agents. But on the whole, I think there's a lot of complacency. I think that uh, yeah. for a long time, agents just did really well and the business just fell into their laps. Yes. And as a result, they became very complacent. So there is space for agents who are prepared to offer a really professional service and who are really prepared to work on building those relationships. And I just found that space. And I soon struck up great connections with new people. And a lot of my KZN clients continue to be loyal to me and follow me down to Cape Town because a lot of them are choosing to retire here, semigrate here. So there's been an, a really good connect between those two. And I yeah. think maybe maybe touch on, you know, the way you you built your business. I think it was a really great idea. Your coffee morning that you used to do in Hilton. And maybe that's an idea that someone else can implement somewhere and just, just to inspire the Absolutely. young agents coming up yeah. um, for different ideas of ways to network with their community and generate business. Absolutely. Yeah. I think this business, as I've said a few times, is about providing an excellent service and about building relationships. I think that so often as agents, we are very entitled and feel that we are entitled to X, Y, Z. Um, yeah. We earn a lot of money, especially on the Atlantic seaboard, and we need to work for that money. So we need to offer value to our clients. So I set yes. up a coffee morning once a month um, in, my, in, in Hilton, whereby I did not make it about property. I wanted to be the go-to person for my circle of clients, for my sphere of influence. A lot of the people that I invited weren't even clients. Um, I just wanted to be the go-to person for new people moving into Hilton, for people looking to make new friends, for people looking for some kind of value in their lives. So I would invite a guest speaker. The topics ranged from interior decorating to trail running to mountain climbing to CBD. Um, it was never about property. It was never about wow. me. And I got the local businesses to donate prizes so people would win dinners or coffee vouchers or manis or pedis or facials. And I provided a lovely array of eats. Um, and it Amazing. was a wonderful morning once a month where I just gave back to my community and I offered people a service that had nothing to do with property. I built connections and built relationships with those people. But I can tell you now that I probably sold at least one property a month as a result of the connections that I made at that event, which was never about me. Um, wow. I even had a, an evening event once where I had uh, Kester Vickery, who is a very, very well-known chance locator of rhino and elephant through wow. Africa. Um, he's worked with Prince Harry. And he gave his time um, and gave, came and gave the most phenomenal presentation about he, how he had moved um, elephants across Malawi and he showed a wonderful video um, and he just I had about a hundred people there that evening wow. and they were just mesmerized and, th and that was a free a free evening for everybody that people would have paid thousands to attend a function like that um, and sure. it was just so rewarding to connect with all those people and to give something back to my community so I think an agent starting out in this industry should be thinking about what they can offer people rather than what they can get out of people because it's yeah. a long game and you will be rewarded in that the, in reciprocity the sort of thing i was just thinking as you were saying that it almost seems like a podcast but 
before podcasting became a thing. Exactly. I suppose you've um, got a bigger yeah, audience. Were, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you had the people were live there with yeah. you and you were offering them value and they saw you there. So, I mean, yeah. Wow. Absolutely. You were and definitely I think a trailblazer. Yeah. I think the podcast that. model is great, but yeah. I think for agents, don't forget that it's that human connection. It's the face-to-face. It's, it's yeah. 100%. That really yeah. matters. Property is about emotion. End of the yeah. day. This podcast is sponsored by Vanzel Kruger Attorneys. Vanzel Kruger Attorneys have been my number one supporter since the first day that I started in the real estate industry. They've always been there for my clients when critical questions around the transfer of a property have come up. And I'm super grateful to them for sponsoring this podcast. If you are looking for a transferring attorney on your next sale, please consider Vanzel Kruger Attorneys. They won't let you down. So, yeah, thanks again to Vanzel Kruger Attorneys for sponsoring the podcast. And, yeah, it wouldn't be possible without them. I want to ask you something. What are some of the biggest challenges that you've had in your career? I think my biggest challenge was the transition from KZN to Cape Town. I think I was probably a little bit naive about how difficult it would be to break into this market. Um, when When I got to the Harcourt's Atlantic office in Camps Bay, it wasn't entirely what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. um, the team wasn't exactly gelling, and I soon realized that's how I ended up managing um, the office, that and I needed to build a new team, that there needed to be the culture that I was used to, um, that my previous mentor had, had helped build. I needed yeah. to develop something like that, and suddenly my mind wasn't on selling. It was about... How do we build this brand? How do we get a footprint? How do we get noticed? How do we create something special that people want to be a part of, both agents and clients? And um, that was that was a huge challenge, and it's taken a long time, and we're nowhere near there yet, but we've mm. definitely had a lot of traction. We're definitely being noticed. That's exciting, and I've got a wonderful team of agents, you included, in that team, who are passionate and energetic and... We're yeah. not the biggest crowd on the block, but sure. we've got a lot of heart and we've got a great brand behind us. And I think that we're going to do really, really well. No, I think we are. And you've done you've done an amazing job. I mean, from basically nothing. It was just you and me, <laughs> basically, when you first started. Yeah. Uh, March 2021, you, were, you started in January 2021, I think. Um, and now we've got, what, 14 agents, 15 agents now. And it's only going to get bigger as we draw more people. Um, it's like people just, the right people come to you. Well, you can't go out and try and recruit people. It's kind of, you've got to wait for the right people to be attracted to your brand and then, you know, offer them the right things to obviously come and join you. Um, and I think that was a big learning curve for you as well. Absolutely. Trying to go out there and recruit agents from day one, not I knowing your identity and all of that sort of thing. It's, it's very much like selling property. You know, if you chase after things, they often don't come because yes. you let off that sort of signal of desperation. And yeah, um, yeah. I, I did, I had to change tack and say, you know what, let's create a culture that people want to be a part of and we will attract the right people. For sure. And we've had to kiss a few frogs along the way. <laughs> um, but I think we're now yeah. full of some princes and princesses because we are attracting yeah. the right people and yeah it's 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 not going to be as it's not going to happen as quickly as i thought it would but i'd rather we do it um authentically yes. and let the team grow naturally with the right culture 
Sure. And what maybe give us a bit of the experiences you've had on with recruitment um, for those that are out there trying to recruit agents for business. What ha- what are the some some of the do's and some of the don'ts that you would say when when it comes to recruitment and trying to? I mean, I know you've had some experiences where you've hired people and like they've been there for months on end and nothing has happened. Um, what would you say? after having gone through that process quite a bit now, what would you say are the, are the things that you would look out for when you're looking for the right agents to join your join a business? I certainly am not looking for agents who want to get rich quick. Um, I think a lot of people think that if they bring on somebody who is really hungry to earn lots and lots of money quickly, that they don't necessarily have somebody who's got the right values. I think you've got to be very careful of people who are just worried about the bottom line. And I know this industry is very competitive and it's all about numbers and it's all about earning the highest top dollar. But at the end of the day, we are dealing with people's assets. We're dealing with people's emotions. So um, I think you've got to be very careful about choosing a person that is comfortable in an environment where they are serving, where they are giving and providing a service that they may not actually get any reward for. And it's difficult to find those people. It's very difficult to read people like that in the beginning because people put on a persona. Um, And so, yeah, it's, 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 I'm not a psychologist. Um, Sometimes it's just trial and error and some people don't work, but it's about finding somebody with an authentic soul, really, that is willing to invest a lot before they start to reap any rewards. That to me is the most important thing. Doing things the right way. At Harcourts we say, doing the right thing, people first. Um, And yeah, that's that's the most important thing to me. It's not about how quickly can I get them out there earning money. A lot of my agents have taken a long time to make their first sale. Sometimes I've had to let them go because they're probably not gonna do it, but I've also been prepared to wait for that reward because it's about building their confidence, about building their experience and about just getting them comfortable with the culture of Harcourts. And that can take time. So it's a fine line between pushing them to perform but also letting them get comfortable in the right culture. For sure, for sure. That's amazing, yeah. And I think you've done a great job and will continue to do a great job with recruitment. Thank you. I want to transition now into chatting about women in the real estate industry. What is your advice for aspiring female real estate professionals? The last 2020 consensus by the National Association of Realtors in America says that 67% of realtors are women. Does that statistic surprise you? No, not at all. Um, I think that it's probably... I don't know what the statistics are in South Africa, but I think that it's probably quite similar. In my experience, I've come across more female agents than I have male, although I see on the Atlantic seaboard um, there's probably a slightly higher percentage of men, and I'm not not saying more than women, but it's more than the normal. Um, But I think women are naturally well-equipped to be real estate agents. We are... Generally speaking, we are caregivers, we are mothers, we tend to have a more softer approach with people. And as I've said, it's about people. Um, We're more empathetic. You know, I can understand what it's like for a a woman moving into a new home, finding new schools for her children, 
finding a new dentist, new doctor, finding a decorator, finding where the, the best shops are close by. Um, and, and not all of these women are stay-at-home mums. They're also career women who are under a lot of pressure. Um, and I can relate to that because yeah. I've been a stay-at-home mum. It's a hugely stressful. I've been a single mum. I've been um, a career yeah. woman. So I think yes. we can relate to that a lot more than, than men can. And I'm not, I'm not being negative towards men. I just think that we have a softer approach and we're able to build relationships in a far more nurturing way. My advice to young women is make sure, first of all, that you look after your finances, have your yes. own financial goals and plans, make sure that you've got enough money to support yourself for the first six months because it's a difficult industry to break into and it takes a long time before you start earning money. And be yourself, be authentic, and you will find the clients that are best suited to the person that you are. Don't go chasing after every dollar. Let it come to you naturally. Just be professional, be yourself, and you have an amazing career. So we've reached the part of the show. This podcast is sponsored by Home Loan Junction. Home Loan Junction are a bond originator, and if you don't know what a bond originator is, a bond originator will help you get finance for your next property purchase. They'll go to all the banks, get you the best interest rate, so that you don't have to go and barter and make sure that and they'll make sure that you get the best deal for your next purchase. So if you're a foreigner or a local South African, Home Loan Junction will help you get the best finance for your purchase. Thank you so much to Home Loan Junction for sponsoring the podcast. It wouldn't be possible without you. Called Ask the Agent. Okay. And basically, we get our audience to ask you specific questions that they want answered. So we would post something on our social media channels and then okay. the audience will respond with questions for you. And then we've also got another segment that we're going to touch on, which is rapid fire questions. So let's start with ask the age. So first question, what's your favorite part of going to work every day? My favorite part of going to work every day is the location of our office. We have the most stunning office right near the Camps Bay Tidal Pool. On a Tuesday and a Thursday morning, I go to gym before um, I get to the office and then I pop across the road and have a dip either in the beautiful Atlantic Ocean or in the tidal pool. And that's the way I start my day and it's just gorgeous. So the favorite part of going to work is, is where I am. Secondly is the fact that every day is, is different. It's exciting, it's fast moving, it's energetic and loads of fun. Exciting, lovely. And how do you keep organized and on top of everything? Okay, so my admin <laughs> skills are not good, as you know. I've only just caught up with the real world and got myself a MacBook. So I'm learning the art of technology. Luckily, Harcourts Atlantic, well, Harcourts, it's South Africa, has amazing technology that helps me manage our business. And um, I've had to upskill myself there, but I've had lots of support from our, from our head office with that. So um, I think it's about managing time in this industry. You've got to manage your time. You've got to dedicate your time to important things and prioritize and not allow yourself to get distracted, which is often what we do. We get pulled off in a different direction because suddenly something happens. Somebody, a new big listing or a, or a client that's really demanding. We've got to stay on track and keep our time, time management in check. That's really important. Yeah, time management. I think we all struggle with time yeah. management, time blocking, especially in this industry if you want to make time for your prospecting and things exactly. like that. The next question, 
Even though women make up the majority of realtors globally, are there any unspoken challenges and tribulations that women face in the industry that maybe men don't? I think the obvious one is just personal safety. I mean, we've heard some horrific stories about women being attacked and even murdered um, at open homes or empty properties, show days. I think we really have to be careful. But we live in South Africa. We have to be careful from a security perspective anyway um, to just take care of ourselves. I think the days of us driving around with clients in our cars are gone. We can meet clients at the property and make use of all kinds of safety measures with our cell phones, et cetera, to just let people know where we are at all times and to pre-qualify our clients. I think agents are scared of pre-qualifying buyers because they feel that it's kind of offensive, but I don't think that's the case at all. I think if we want to work professionally with professional people, then we need to act professionally as well. And I personally won't go out with a client who isn't prepared to show me that they're actually a serious buyer and that they are legitimate. Um, it's, I'm quite entitled to ask that. It's my time, my time is valuable. And um, so I think that's really the most important thing is know your client beforehand uh, and be aware of your personal safety and um, don't allow people to bully you. I think a lot of women can be bullied in this industry. Um, know your worth, know yourself. And, you know, I know that the client is always right, but that doesn't give anyone the right to speak too badly or to not be respectful. And we are entitled to demand that just as we treat our clients in the same manner. But. We, we diminish ourselves by being desperate and dropping everything to run off with the buyer and do whatever they want us to do at all hours. And I think we need to change that mentality. And then we will start to be treated with more respect um, as the professional agents that we are. Amazing. That's great advice. So now we've reached the segment of the show, which is the rapid fire question. So I will say a word or a phrase, and then you have to give a one word answer of what comes to mind. Okay. So... First word is Camps Bay. Villas. Next word, luxury. Atlantic Seaboard. Open mandate. A waste of time. Counter offer. Always push for it. Fresno. Stunning. <laughs> Stunning. <laughs> okay. Sea point. Apartments. Recruitment. Ongoing. Mooley Point. Lighthouse. CBD. A very exciting market that's growing. Great. So we've reached the end of the show. We've touched on so many things, but I think we could have we could have gone on for two hours. It's been such As a great we episode. Do. <laughs> so we'll definitely have to have you back on the podcast at some stage Thanks, in the future. Um, one last question from my side mm -hmm. is where are you investing? Where do you want to invest in property in Cape Town? I definitely want to invest on the Atlantic seaboard. I'd love to have more income producing properties. I think there's a huge market for it, as you've touched on in some of your previous podcasts. Yeah. Definitely my goals. Okay, amazing. So yeah, thanks so much again. And I think the listeners and the women, you're the first female guest we've had on the podcast. <laughs> so, so yeah, thanks so much for being here today. And yeah. Thank you, Josh. Thank and can I just say value. how very proud I am of you. I think what you've done in a very short space of time is phenomenal. And you're a great 
role model to lots of people. So well done. Thanks, Mom. Cheers. Bye.